Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are going to continue our study of the book of Judges with chapter 11. And we are um, going to uh, read, begin the story of Yiftach, uh, a new judge and a new uh, figure in the history of this time period of Judges. If you recall, um, the last... Um, at the end of the last chapter, the people of Gilad were gathered, ready to fight the um, the uh, Ammonites, the people of Ammon, um, uh, who were who were uh, harassing the people of Israel, and they gathered together and they were looking for a leader. Who is going to be the leader? We need to find someone to lead us in the fight against Ammon, and. If you remember the last chapter in chapter 10, the people had decided we're going to turn back to God. We're going to give up our idols. We're going to turn back to God. And now let's find a leader to help us in, in God's name. And hopefully with God's help, find someone to, to lead the battle. So we're going to uh, zoom out for a second and discuss um, the little background of the leader who they are going to choose. The Yiftach HaGilad and Yiftach of Gilad. So Yiftach was... Um, native to this area, uh, which we're discussing now. He was a powerful, strong man. He was the son of a, um, a woman who was a prostitute. So, Vayolet Gilad et Yiftach. And Gilad, a man named Gilad, who presumably was a prominent man, um, and he had a relationship with this prostitute and had a son. So, his son was illegitimate um, and, and the way they would have looked at him in those days. And Vatelet Eshed Gilad Lobanim, and Gilad also had a wife who had many children. Vayigdalu Veneha Isha, and as the, uh, the sons of the real wife of Gilad grew older, Vayigarshu at Yiftach, they sent out, they got rid of Yiftach, they sent him out of the household. Vayomrlo, and they said to him, you will not inherit anything from our father's house. You're not really a part of the family. You are the son of another woman. So you don't belong here with us. And they kicked him out. So Yiftach had a very difficult beginning, uh, thrown out of his family, um, uh, uh, derided because of his, his parentage. And Vayivrach Yiftach Mepnei Achav, and Yiftach ran from before his brothers, Vayeshev Bi'eretz Tov, and he lived in, this could be translated in the land of Tov, or Tov, of course, means good. It could also mean he, he, he went to a good land, but exactly what that would mean is, is unclear. So um, it's just a, a it, so many uh, translate it simply as a place name, Eretz Tov. Um, the, uh, or the land, or it could be the land of a person whose name was Tov. Anyway, either way, Vayitzlaktu el Yiftach anashim rekim, and and useless, uh, empty men gathered around Yiftach. So he became a a, a, a brigand, a, a, of a uh, you know a, a a leader of a band of thieves. Vayetsu imo, and they went out with him. They went out, uh, you know, raiding or or uh, uh, running around um, causing trouble for uh, people on the road and so on. And Yiftach was the leader of this band. The one thing that the people knew um, 
uh, everyone knew that Yiftach was a strong, powerful guy, and he knew how to fight. So, and this was his background, and he had a rough, tough beginning, and he had a rough, tough life. So, Vayihi, and this is verse 4, Miyamim, some time, uh, time went on, Vayilachamu v'neamon in Israel, and the war between Amon and Israel occurred. That's the war that we just referred to in chapter 10. Vayihi kasher nilchamu v'neamon in Israel, when the people of Amon were uh, waging war against the people of Israel, Vayelchu zikne Gilad, and the elders of Gilad went, they went to get Yiftach from the land of Tov. They needed a local Giladi who would fight well, but someone who knew how to fight and someone that had already demonstrated leadership characteristics. And Yiftach was already leading his band of, of, of robbers. He was strong. He was a fighter. And this is who they needed. Everyone else, uh, you know, mostly it was an agrarian society. They were farmers. They weren't fighters. They didn't know. But Yiftach would be able to lead them. And they said to Yiftach, Come and be for us as a chief. You be in charge of us. And then we can wage war against the people of Ammon. We need you because you know how to fight. You can wage war for us. And, and lead us. So Yiftach said to the elders of Gilad, You have hated me, right? You threw me out of my father's house. Why are you coming to me now, when you guys have trouble? When everything was good and fine, you chucked me, you threw me out, you treated, you treated me like a reject, you threw, sent me out like an outcast. And now, when you're having problems, you're coming to me to save you. So So the elders of Gilad said to Yiftach, therefore, this is why we have returned to you. You're right. In other words, this is why we are coming back to you now, because it's Tarlanu. In other words, we have trouble now. If you come with us, and you do wage war against the people of Ammon, we will make you the head. You will put you in charge. That will show how, that we really mean it. We learned our lesson. You're absolutely right. Um, and we can make you in charge. But just come rescue us from the people of Ammon. And Yiftach said to the, to the elders of Gilad, If you bring me back, to wage war against the people of Ammon, Vinatan Adonai Otam and God will put them in front of me and, and, and conquer them with me, Anochi then I will be in charge. There's a lot of me's and I's in here. He did say, and God will give us grant us the victory. However, he said, Atem Oti, if you make if you bring me back to wage war. So it's like, I am waging war. And God will put them uh, uh, in front of me. I, I will be charge. We're starting to see this, this, um, this, this um, uh, arrogance kind of shine through. And the people, the elders of Gilad said to Yiftach, God should be the one that listens and hears this deal between us. In other words, God will bear witness to the deal. He's hearing, listening to the deal that you and I, you and us are making together. If we do not do as we have promised. In other words, we will do as we have promised and God will bear witness and, and, and make sure that we keep our word. So 
Vayelach Yiftach Im Ziknei Gilad, and Yiftach went with the elders of Gilad. Vayasimu Ha'am Oso Alehem Leroshu Likatsin, and the people made him as the head and the officer in charge. And the general or the chief, the katsin is like a chief or a general. And Yiftach said all of his words, his promise, um, uh, before God, by mitzvah, before God gives us the sense that it was before an altar of God or before, the, um, you know, um, uh, so the, the deal was set and Yiftach is now going to lead the people. Now, so they have a new leader who has a questionable background. This reminds us very much of, of course, of the story of David, which we're going to get to hopefully together, um, who also started out as, as uh, a leader of, 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 of rejects um, and outcasts. Um, but you, when we do read the story of David, we'll hear a lot more humility in his words than we did with Yiftach. But the fact that God reaches out to someone who is... Uh, you know, at the edges of society, this is a theme that repeats itself many times. That God uh, seeks, uh, uh, you know, finds leaders, finds capable and 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 talented leaders among those that society outcasts and rejects. And this is a lesson that's very important for the elders of Gilad to learn. You know, that it's those that they treated poorly are the ones that they have to turn to for help in the end. This is a very important lesson. The problem is, is that Yiftach, as gifted as he may be and as talented as he may turn out to be as a leader, also we don't find that he fully understands and grasps and, con- and, 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 and understands the, the, um, the unique relationship that the people are supposed to have with God, what kind of relationship people have. And we'll see that as we read through the story when we read about some of his failures. But first, let's read about his successes. So, So Yiftach sent um, messengers uh, to the king of the Bnei Amon, saying as follows. So, so, as any good leader does first, try diplomacy first. So, before we fight, let's try diplomacy. So this is his attempt. What is it between you and I that you came to me to wage war in my land? Why are you here? Go back home. What do we need to fight for? In other words, what are your grievances? Maybe we can work these things out. Maybe we can make a deal before we and avoid this battle that's looming. So Vayomer Melech b'nei Amon and the king of the people of Amon said El Malachi Yiftach to the messengers that Yiftach had sent to him. Because my land was stolen by the people of Israel. When they came up from Egypt, they stole this land from Arnon to the Yabok, which is a, a river, a tributary of the Jordan, uh, down to the Jordan. So now you guys give us back all that land and uh, in peace and fine, we go our merry way. So this was, this was the... Um, uh, the grievance that the king of Ammon has. Now, it is true that historically the people of Ammon did live in this land, but it's important um, to get the whole history, and I'm going to give you some background, which goes back to the, to the Torah, to Sefer Bamidbar, the book of Numbers, chapter 21, where the people... Um, uh, 
of Israel were approaching the land of Israel, but at this time the people of Israel were wandering through the desert under the leadership of Moshe. And in the beginning, uh, in chapter 21, it discusses um, the, first, uh, the first verse there, Vayishma haknani melech Arod, the king of Arod, the Canaanite, Yoshev HaNegev, living in the Negev region, heard that the people of Israel were coming, and they waged war. And then, and then the Jews conquered those Canaanites. And as they were approaching the land, um, it says, if we go uh, uh, scroll down a little bit in that um, chapter there, um, uh, they started approaching this land, which, is, which we're currently arguing about right now, this land of Gilad. Um, so, but the leader of that land at the time was not the Ammonites, but it was Sichon, the king of the Amorites. Um, and, so, and, and it explains why Sichon was there in this land that used to be the Ammonites. And it says in verse 26, um, the city of Cheshbon was the city of Sichon, the king of the Amorites. He had waged war against the Moabites, the original ones, and he took his land all the way to Arnon. And Moab and Ammon are closely related and occupied lands next to each other. Sichon had conquered this land from Ammon and Moab, people would say, come to Cheshbon, which is, um, uh, which is the city of Sichon. This is verse 28. Right? Um, Sichon had conquered the Moabites, and also, it doesn't mention in those verses, but also the Ammonites, because it mentions the Ammonites' land, all the way to Arnon. So basically, Sichon had conquered this land from Ammon and Moab and settled it. And then the people of Israel asked Sichon to traverse the land, but Sichon instead met them with force and was an aggressor. Even though he wasn't originally going to be the target, he, Sichon, came to meet the people of Israel in force, um, and the people of Israel conquered Sichon. So, in, in a, so the bottom line is, and as the Gemara points out, the Talmud points out in the tractate Gitten, uh, 38a, it points out that because um, Ammon and Moab had been conquered by Sichon, the land that used to be belong to Ammon and Moab was... Uh, was purified, so to speak, by Sichon. Because the people of Israel weren't supposed to conquer Ammon and Moab, but they are, were allowed to conquer Sichon because Sichon was the aggressor. And therefore, when Israel conquered it, they conquered it from Sichon, not from Ammon. And this is the point, and I'm pointing all this out. So, so, so legally, the people of Israel had good, solid, international title to this land. Um, they won it in a war in which they were on the defense and they wanted from Sichon who was at the time the the uh, justified in the sense justified in the sense that he had fully conquered it from the people of Ammon so now Vayomer Melech uh, I'm sorry so but the king of Ammon is hearkening back to pre-Sichon days and saying 
the people of Israel took my land. So by Yosef od Yiftach, this is verse 14, Yiftach then added and sent a new set of messengers. He sent them to the king of, the, of Amon. By Omerlo, and he said to him like this, Ko Amar Yiftach. So says Yiftach. These are Yiftach's messengers speaking in his name. Lo lakach Yisrael et Eretz Moav et Eretz Bnei Amon. Israel did not take the land of Moab and the land of the Bnei Amon. And then Yiftach gives them a little history lesson. Kiba alotami Mitzrayim when they, meaning our ancestors from Israel, came up from Egypt. Vayelach Yisrael b'amidbar ad Yamsuf vayavo kodesha. The people of Israel wandered, went through the desert until the to Yamsuf, the sea of reeds, Kadesha, they came to Kadesh. And we needed to, in order to get into the land, we sent messengers to the king of the Edomites, Lamar, please let us pass through your land. And the king of Edom did not allow them. So then they tried the next one. They said, okay, well, we can't go through Edom, let's travel through Moab. They sent to Moab messengers of Loava. He also did not. So Vayeshev Israel Bukadesh. The people of Israel were stuck in Kadesh. So they were forced, Vayelach Bamidbar, they were forced to go in the in the desert through the wilderness. Vayasov, and they had to go all the way around at Eretz Edom at Eretz Moab, the land of Edom and Moab. Vayavomi Mizrach Shemeshli Eretz Moab, Vayachunun Be'ever Arnon. And they came to the eastern flank of the land of Moab and they camped in the passages of Arnon, which is the area that we're arguing about right now, and they didn't enter the um, territory of Moab, because this area of Arnon was the border of Moab. And then what did we do? We then said, in order to pass through here, Arnon, Right, this area, we had to ask its current owner, who was Sichon, the king of the Amorites, who was the king of Cheshbon, that was his capital city, Vayomerlo Yisrael. And the people of Israel said to him, Let me pass through, let us pass through your land until I reach my place. However, Sichon, again, so in other words, Sichon was not threatened, we just asked him permission. And instead, he was even worse than the people of Moab and the people of Edom, who simply did not allow the people of Israel to pass. But Sichon did not trust the people of Israel to pass through his boundary. And his response was much more violent. He gathered up his entire army, and he camped in Yotza, and he attacked, he waged war with the people of Israel. And the end result was, and God placed the God of Israel placed Sichon under the hand of his nation Israel, and the people of Israel struck him down. reminds him again, so the people of Israel conquered all of the land of the Amorites, those who lived in that land. So he emphasizes again, the ones who were living in this land then were the Amorites under Sichon who had already conquered the Ammonites and Moabites who had lived there before. <laughs> and they inherited all the boundaries of the Amori <laughs> from the wilderness to the Abok River, to the Arnon, to the Yardin, all this area that you claim is yours was actually conquered by the Israelites from Sichon 
Melech Amori from Sichon, the king of the Amorites. Israel, God, the Lord of Israel. Now, he has gotten rid of the Amorites. He, he sent the Amorites out before his nation, Israel. And you think you are going to get this land? Like, what's up with that? Right? Just like the land that you live in now, right? Uh, you have inherited, you have, you have settled, right? You have possessed because your God, Kemosh, Kemosh is the nation God of the Ammonites, right? And, and the Moabites. And, um, and remember, Ammon and Moab shared gods. They were closely related. They were both, uh, their ancestors, Ammon and Moab, were brothers, both uh, sons of, of Lot, uh, back in Lot, the relative of Abraham. So, and they were very close in language, close in culture, and they shared the same God, Kemosh. And just like your God, Kemosh, gave you the land which you're in now, same thing of everything that our God gave us, including this land that he gave us by helping us conquer Sichon, we will settle and possess here. So don't tell us it's yours. Are you any better than Balak, the son of Tzipor, who was the king of Moab? Remember, the Balak, king of Moab, your cousins, the Moabites, their leader, he didn't attack us, right? Harov Ravim Yisraelim Nuchom Nuchom Bam. He tried to have us cursed back in the old days when he hired Bilam, but that didn't work, and he never waged war directly with us, right? Um, he didn't try to take this land from us after we conquered it from Sichon, right? So Beshev, in other words, when did, not he never did. There was actually, but I mean, he didn't try to take this land. Beshev, verse 26, when Israel settled Cheshbon and its surrounding cities, and all of the towns that are in this region. It's been 300 years, and the Moabites haven't tried to take this back. Why did you not um, try this entire time? It's been 300 years since all these events happened, when we conquered it from Sichon, and we've been living here for 300 years, and now you're speaking up. The kings of Moab, didn't didn't try to do anything because they understood that this was ours. I have done nothing wrong to you. We haven't taken anything from you. You we don't owe you anything. So what business do you have fighting with us? Now you're doing this evil. You want to attack me and wage war. May God judge. Um, the, the God who judges, may he judge today between the people of Israel and the people of Ammon. Ammon, the king of, the, of Ammon, did not listen to the words of Yiftach that he had sent to him. In other words, this long historical lesson and Yiftach laying out very clearly the legal claims that the people of Israel had to the land didn't convince the king of Ammon uh, of anything. And he maintained his posture um, and uh, to attack the people of Israel. So I'm going to stop here. So this is, I'm sorry, Yiftach's attempt at, um, at diplomacy, at a diplomatic solution, which unfortunately failed. Um, 
the facts, the history doesn't always matter. As we know, unfortunately, to this day, you can have all the facts on your side, but if uh, someone wants to be an aggressor, he'll be an aggressor. Thank you so much for studying chapter 11a. Looking forward to continuing the study of chapter 11 with you and the story of Yiftach. Um, and hopefully, of course, the rest of the entire book of Judges together.